Hello, everyone. My name's Hank Sutterla. I'm Casey McBride. And we're here with another fun episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. Hello, everyone. We're doing things a little bit different today because we had the awareness that we never stay on topic. So our topic every day is just going to be called the inspiration of the day. And then afterwards, we're going to go back and change it to whatever we actually talked about. So we figured this is going to be way better going forward. Uh, so we, so we don't have to judge ourselves about staying on a topic or not. And then some other fun news. Uh, very Within a week, we will have all the episodes available as MP3 on a podcast format. So you'll be able to go to your favorite um, music source, whether it's iTunes or uh, thick Spotify, I, I don't know them all, but it's going to be out on a whole bunch of different platforms where you can download them and listen to them anytime, any place. So how amazing is that? Yeah, you can listen to Stir Crazy Shamans while you're uh, running around with your phone in your pocket or, um, you know, doing... Uh, ceremonies or swimming underwater or whatever you want yep yep and we'll even you can even download them so you could like download the mp3 it's gonna be great like we're going big time here (laughs) (laughs) so um i figured like to start out i wanted to touch on um i was really excited that the local shop um goddess elite was opening back up um i kind of touched on this the other day but um in this learning about Aini, this divine reciprocity um i wanted to kind of do something for my guides, uh, because they're always helping me out. Uh, he work with healing work. Um, just you know, um, they do so much for me. And uh, you know, they told me when I asked them this, they said, you know, they absolutely don't have to do anything. Like we want to help you. It's like you know, just amazing for you to ask for our help. And I was like, yeah, I know, but I want to, I want to get something for you guys. And um, so uh, yeah, I, I asked them like what they might want as like a little like offering I could make, and I decided I'm going to make an altar. So that not that one with all the Florida water and stuff on it, but the other little one up here is going to be my spirit guide altar. Um, and I don't know if I've ever heard of anyone making a specific spirit guide altar. I know people make like ancestor yeah. altars. Um, so I thought that was kind of a cool idea to do the uh, spirit guide altar. Oh, and John, I was just talking. John, I was just talking about you right before before we hopped on. This is good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Yeah, so, well, John was one of the inspirations for getting this on a podcast format. So I'm working on it now for you, John, and it will be available hopefully next week. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, I got that little altar over there and I, I was, they all asked for like different little things. And, um, um, I was excited to be able to go up to goddess elite to like pick up some of the things I'm hoping they'll have, uh, to make little offerings. Um, but then I also decided I want a crystal for each one of my angel guides, um, uh, on there. And they all, they're all very different in like the terms of the energy they work with and their personalities. Um, so that was fun. A few of them were just like, well, actually three of them, no, two told me specific crystals that they wanted. Um, one was like, I just want a fiery crystal. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll find one. And then the other one said that, uh, it was, he thought it would be fun for, as I'm going through looking at crystals, he'll like point one out that he likes. So that's going to be a fun little adventure today later on. <laughs> that's very fun. And for those of you just joining us, I just started a watch party on my profile because I'm not streaming there. And if you're watching anywhere other than our YouTube channel or the Stir Crazy Shamans Facebook page, we may not see your comments. So if you do want to make comments, make sure it's on one of the Facebook pages, um, Stir Crazy Shamans or the YouTube channel. Awesome. And, but with altars, uh, it, if whatever connection you want to make, whether it is with um, 
like religion like Christ or Mother Mary or spirit guides or saints or whatnot. It's just a place to honor and the whole point of an altar is to alter your state of consciousness. So it's you, you're doing things that are, yeah, they're for the guides to help increase your connection, but it's also the place that you go to help alter your, your brain waves so that you can have a better interaction with the guides or not better, but a more rich and dynamic interaction with your guides. Hmm. Yeah. And, and to me, it's all just fun. You know, none of that stuff, you don't have to have an altar or make offerings or any of that really. But um, it, to me, it's very fun. And for a lot of people, it, like King says, it helps to put us in that space where we can go deeper in our communication, our connections and, and all that. And actually, that's one of the paradoxical things when it comes to whether an altar is needed or not, because, in, well, as you'll learn in the shaman program, there is the personality of a deity and there's the power of the deity. The power of the deity or whatever you're working with, the power of source doesn't require anything. It doesn't care. It does what it does. And But the personality side might require it. So depending on how you're connecting and what level, um, mm -hmm. it, may, it may be more needed or required um, than not. So uh, feel oh. it out. So, oh, so this is just a really interesting thing that came up uh, once in a reading. Um, someone uh, ha had uh, had a hmm. okay, yeah. So anyway, I was doing this reading for someone, and uh, they were asking about a certain goddess that had appeared in uh, a meditation that they had done, but wasn't present during the reading, and um, they said that. Uh, they were really confused as to why this particular goddess showed up for them because they um, had like a lot of trauma around um, like uh, animal cruelty and things. And so they're uh, like very much like a, uh, like they live a very non-violence uh, lifestyle and, and all of that. Um, but after he met with this God and the God goddess told uh, their name, he researched and found out that one of the things that the, people who worship this goddess did was to sacrifice animals. Um, so he was very um, kind of like uh, disturbed by that this particular goddess showed up to him. And um, so one of the questions he asked me in the reading was, did this goddess actually ask for the animal sacrifice or was that just something that the humans did because they thought they had to? Um, and so I asked, uh, one of the other guides that was present because, well, the reason why this goddess didn't show up during the reading is that he had kind of like blocked himself off to having that experience of her being with him. Um, but they had explained that um, this goddess uh, knew that she didn't need any kind of sacrifice or offerings, but at the time working with the humans that she was working with, the level of consciousness that these humans were at, um, she had to ask for some kind of sacrifice and in their minds, like it had to be animal sacrifice. And if she hadn't asked for that, then in her wisdom, she had seen that there would have been a lot more death for both humans and animals uh, if she hadn't asked for that sacrifice. So it was really just kind of a complex, interesting <laughs> like dynamic to that. And it was kind of a difficult subject to um, uh, talk about because, you know, things uh, yeah, things get really complex when dealing with the interactions of humans and gods and goddesses well, sometimes. And even humans with each other, because uh, everybody in shamanism, one of the things that we say is you meet the person where they're at. And sometimes for the purposes of healing, you got to play heavy metal to someone before they're ready to hear Mozart. And so depending where you're at, that's just, and it's not a judgment of right or wrong where a person is, but you, you meet them where they're at for them to be able to receive whatever light and possibility they're ready to receive and then hold the space for them to step into more of that. So people may be in the 
spot where well, hopefully not as humanity has continued to evolve and things like that. But that that's just akin to um, how shamans operate too. Mm. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, no, it's it's it was really interesting. Um, but I don't know how, what sparked that. You were saying something about uh, what was I don't know meeting people where they were at or something. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah meeting people where they're at like there's sometimes where i'll go into like full hoodoo mode if someone um, has a curse on them or whatnot or they believe that they have a curse on them you i dress all in white i do all kinds of stuff going around the mesa make them part of a, a ceremony to do a kuti ceremony we call it in shamanism or a reversal um and, and and you and you do what needs to be done to get the left brain out of the way and have create the space where they can receive the healing that they, they're coming to receive because even if there is no curse to them it's very real and they can be their own worst sorcerer to have to unpackage it and and reverse it and occasionally there might be a real curse not so much uh that i found in north america so much but that people don't really know how to throw a good one but uh down in south america <laughs> it's a it's a, like a common thing uh, so Jeez. <laughs> I know, but, but but really, all that like we're talking about spirit guides. When people are doing magic works, they're creating an entity that's advocating for whatever you're choosing. So if you're if you're doing that, you're actually creating a little consciousness that's running off and uh, trying to advocate for whatever it is that you're looking to actualize for yourself or for someone else. So it's not so much a curse as it is a job entity that is kind of pukleying with somebody until you make become aware of it and flick it off your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have. Uh, I remember it was one of the first times. Um, I had really spoken with Zane. Uh, he, I had met him at the first couple of spirit lodges, but it was like the second or third one. And um, I was doing shamanic healing on a client. And I've done. i been doing a lot, like more shamanic healing than I had done um, in like the years prior, just in the span of like a couple of months. And um, uh, I was feeling really great after each one. And then I did this one session for someone who came in and this person was like, uh, they were like ready to fall apart when they walked into the, to see me. Um, just, I could see it on their face. They were like this close to like having a breakdown. Um, and then uh, after the healing session, they were like on cloud nine, they were just like joy and peace and like walking out the door, like everything like laughing and smiling. And, um, but then that was the first session where I felt like I was kind of uh, like, I felt like drained and like, if I didn't know if I was like getting sick or if I did something wrong or what was going on. And um, so after the spirit lodge, I was kind of telling Zane that I was like, I was like, I don't know if like, you know, maybe I was not, you know, maybe I was using my energy instead of the energy or what was going on. And it was <laughs> the craziest thing is as I'm telling him this, I can tell he's like listening to the words, but more importantly, his eyes are just, he's like scanning my soul through my eyes. I can just feel him like piercing through. And then I told, explain what was happening. And then he just goes, come over here, stand in the mesa. And um, and then he has me put my hand on the staff and my hand on my heart. And he's like, let the uh, mesa drain all the heaviness. And that was the crazy part. It just like whew, sucked everything out like a like a vacuum cleaner. That was amazing. But then he did some work, like went around me and like spat Florida water at me and did some things. And then I felt like immediately better. And he goes, oh, you had a rider um, <laughs> with you. And I was like, oh. What is that about? He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's not with you anymore. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I wonder if that wasn't something similar. It's like some, like you said, someone had maybe created an entity to do a particular job of something like that. And then they just. 
Yeah, they can't go. They can't stay with the person you just cleared from it because of what you did. So it's like I'm gonna hang out with you, buddy. You're my <laughs> best friend. And we have Sue joining us, saying she really likes the show. Thank you so much for joining us, Sue. And Janelle was offering that she has, uh, she doesn't have a specific altar, but she does have, um, but she gets figurines and oracle cards to represent her honor towards spirit guides, and she likes the idea of the altar. So absolutely, you can make an altar even if you don't have a particular deity that you are. Um, honoring or working with if it's just um, you wanting to dive into the depths of your own soul you can still make an altar with things that are designed to raise your vibration like crystals or um, having like a little meditation bowl that you can ring before you just start uh, meditating and i want to share this this is let me see if i can screen share this effectively cathedral chakra balancing so this is uh, just something i found online i hope you can see it okay let me switch back to Streamyard. yep uh, make it a little bit bigger but even the way that they design cathedrals like these are the things that you would find in europe the whole design of the structure is kind of based on the flower of life and as you enter and work towards the altar which is at the top where you know the portal to the upper world would be where you have the altar of consciousness um it just walking through the cathedral from where you would enter up until that point is a whole balancing in and of itself the way the masons would build those cathedrals so just a fun little aside point and if you're interested in that kind of stuff check out freddie silva's work he has whole books uh devoted to stuff like that which is really amazing and i think it was um oh, what was her name jill matson with the sound yeah jill matson she was saying that uh i don't know it was like the ancient egyptians when they would build their um like the pyramids and things they were built uh and like the different rooms corresponded to different energy centers as well and they would do this like toning to like help attune the various rooms to uh like different uh, energy centers in the body and all this stuff and so that's a cool talk check out that one for sure i don't know what that episode was called but um I don't remember either. <laughs> oh, it was COVID-19. We were bringing her on to talk oh, yeah. about frequencies to get rid of COVID-19 or support the body. We talked about everything except that. No, we, we did speak it in. And in fact, she has, um, I think it's coronavirusdefense.org. Uh, she gives away the music for free, but she worked with Sherry Edwards to uh, find the frequency of the disease and what frequencies would aid the body to uh, prevent or enhance the body's ability to fight it if you were to get it. And it's all for free on the website. I'll look, uh, I'll look it up real quick because I have to now, uh, now that I mentioned that. <laughs> Coronavirus. And she was even, um, and the information on the website, there's like certain foods you can eat that they were saying would be helpful for the virus defense. Bill Matson, hopefully will come up. Yep, it's coronavirusdefense.org. I will put it in the comments and you guys can definitely check that out. And if you're watching on some of the pages I see on our Facebook um, publisher, it's uh, saying we're having trouble playing the video right now. So if you're listening to us and you can't see us, please hop over to the YouTube channel or go to Stir Crazy Shaman's Facebook page. I know it's uh, fine there. But if you're on like Sonic Shaman, Shaman's Way, HHH, all those, for some reason, it is um, it may be black for you. I don't know what that happened the other day, too. I don't know what's uh, causing that. We're getting yeah. pookly eyed. Head on over to YouTube so you can see our beautiful faces. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so posting that, and I'll put it in a banner too. So if you're watching and you're not getting comments, like to um, some of the profile pages, you might not see the comments if it got shared or something like that. We can put the website up on the screen. 
Now they do have a link for donations, but everything on the website is 100% free. It was a, Jill, a collaboration between Jill Matson and Sherry Edwards, and you can download. There's all kinds of what Jill does. She takes all the frequencies that Sherry Edwards uh, says could be helpful, and she puts it to uh, frequencies that are in the audible range. So, like all the, the you know the tone of carrots, for example, would be uh, outside the audible range. You don't hear a carrot when you put it up to your ear, or maybe some of you do. Uh, <laughs> but but there still is a frequency to it, and so you just keep doubling it or have it uh, until it gets into the audible range and once you have that then you can put those to music so she has all this beautiful music with these frequencies that are all enhancing the body's ability to um, you know uh, fight against uh, different things and uh, this is just one example of the work she does it with Bach flower remedy she has two CDs on that uh, just a lot of great work around it so definitely check that out if you are interested what is Bach flower remedy uh, like homeopathy it's like very uh, super diluted um, uh, things I I don't know much about it actually because I don't do it. Uh, I'm more of an aromatherapist, but with I, my remedies, I know it's homeopathy. It's very highly diluted uh, frequencies of flowers. Okay, I was gonna say I've heard uh, I've heard that term before. Before, before, befloral. <laughs> I've heard that term. I had no idea what it meant. <laughs> uh, yeah. But speaking of like frequencies and all that, I just read something really interesting that said. And I don't know, it could have just been a random Facebook thing that wasn't true, but who knows if you know, Hank. Um, Maybe. It was talking about quartz crystal, and that quartz crystal, it said, is neither a solid nor a liquid or a gas. It's, um, it vibrates something, like the way that the molecules vibrate, it's like, I don't know, something about faster than the speed of light or I don't know. Do you know anything about it, like crystals being a unique substance apart from solid or liquid or whatever that was talking about? I have not heard that. I mean, everything's like 99.9% .9 empty space. So like the states of matter are really interesting points of view, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I thought for some reason you might have something to say about that. No. Okay. No, but but quartz crystal isn't like it's what makes electronics happen you know like there's quartz crystal working in your computer if it wasn't for quartz crystal we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing right now and it's in um it, it's a, a, a so i think the silica there's something about quartz specifically that is very resonant with uh people and everything so it's a great crystal to work with if you don't know much about crystals isn't that how we have the measurement of the second like isn't it that quartz crystal like when you apply an electric current it like ticks every one second exactly i don't know if we want to do an episode of that stuff i'll have to research a bit <laughs> okay. i'm throwing all these or, questions at you that no well i've just never <laughs> so I took some crystal classes, even a certification course, and I remember nothing. <laughs> and, and basically, um, the way that Spirit told me is any crystal can do anything, but some are better at certain things than others. So if you have a quartz crystal, that might be good for one thing specifically, but it's not to say it couldn't do something else. And uh, it's kind of like the analogy of a pitcher. Everybody could throw a ball. Not everybody could throw it 100 miles per hour, hit a little square this big, but they could all throw a ball. So you can use anything for anything, but the question is which ones have more oomph in certain places. And part of that is just a collective belief that so certain ones do because you're amp tapping into that. Uh, and, but the sky is the limit in terms of what a crystal can do and how much cross ability there is between them. So I never got caught up in re memorizing books uh, for that kind of stuff. <laughs> There's other stuff for me to memorize. <laughs> okay, well, note, note to self, do not throw 
crystal questions out to Hank. Well, <laughs> well you, you can. Uh, and oh, and Ryan Dean, except um, you misspelled Ryan. Uh, Ryan is one of my office partners, and he uh, used to have a lapidary company. Uh, it was called Mystic Stone. I think it was Mystic Stone. And uh, he would he would buy all the rough stone, tumble it down, and like make this amazing jewelry out of it. And he knows like the scientific stuff about crystals and the metaphysical. It's like um, oh, it's a fucking cool. stone encyclopedia. <laughs> Which is why everybody thinks he's stoned all the time, right? No, <laughs> no they don't think that. <laughs> what is this little guy again? You gave that, gave that is a piece from Alaska that is a quartz with a tourmaline in it. Tourmaline, black tourmaline. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. When we were there, it was just all over this one trail that we were walking, and I picked up like I have a whole box full of that kind of stone. It's really amazing. They are. It's beautiful, man. And, it, and for me, it was always like a duality piece because you had the black and the white together. Right. <laughs> and it's just like an awesome, awesome little stone. It is. It's very cool. <laughs> it was just hanging out here on the desk and it wanted to say hi. <laughs> very cool. And if you guys have questions about anything and everything, are, um, for those of you who are just joining us uh, or didn't join at the beginning, we are no longer doing like topics ahead of time because we never stay on them anyhow. Uh, so we, we're just go, we're always calling it the inspiration of the day or the intuition of the day and see where the conversation takes us. So that being said, there's no rules that we have to keep talking about altars or spirit guides or anything we've talked to up to this point. You can ask any question. And let's see. Oh, she was saying, woman named Joy Mitchell. So that might be uh, someone else that knows about stones. Can tell you anything about stones? Check her out. She'll look her up in the group and get right back. Cool. Yeah, oh, like, nice. let, it, let us know. Uh, and there's some people that I went to class with at Lilydale that went way down the the crystal um, path more than I. But if you come to my office, I I have benzo crystals that I use for crystal healings. It's just more like they call, they I I just they stand out to me and then I use them. Mm. Now you, you're the you, you hear the tones for a lot of things. Do you hear the like tones for specific crystals? Um, well, actually, that's a really good question. Of uh, some maybe some of the things that I hear are the crystals, and I just haven't put that together yet because <laughs> I, I hear stuff all the time, and I usually take it as a as a guide or an angel or some other uh, sort of presence, plant medicine, something like that. But it definitely could be. See, I feel like you could start to map things out if we if we really sat down and tried to like uh, I don't know I don't know how we would even figure that out, but I feel like there's there's something to be said there. Maybe you could be one of those people that can hear like all the like like a uh, Jill Manson's friend or whatever that can hear what's going on with, with a person's body just by listening to their voice. But you've got the uh, energetic tone, so maybe you can like diagnose what's going on in the luminous energy field just from all the tones that you hear. <laughs> yeah, and, well, and, well, and basically I don't even have to identify it. Like if someone has like a medical condition or something like that, you might hear it as a frequency. You don't even have to tell them that they have that or anything like that. You would just then ask what frequency does their body need to shift this and then just start toning or, or see what in your office shines to you. And that's what I basically do. Someone comes in, what frequency they do they need? And if it's a crystal, if it's a tone, if it's a crystal bowl, if it's a tuning fork, if it's me actually singing, uh, I do whatever whatever it is. Or running color through them, like visualizing and allowing color coming up through them, because uh, that's also a tone, uh, even though you can't hear it. But color is uh, certainly has a frequency to it as well. I remember I noticed um, at one point a lot of the times when I would start to feel really powerful energy flowing through my body, that uh, a big part of it is I was hearing it. That's what got really intense sometimes was hearing the energy. Um, where like, you know, so it, when it happened in healing, it was, you know, 
it was always really wonderful because I was doing healing. But then if I was just like sitting there and got hit with a wave of energy, sometimes I would get really overwhelmed. Uh, but I noticed that as the sensations of energy in my body would increase, the um, this like hot, these high pitched tones would just get louder and louder and louder to the point where it was like almost deafening, and that would get really intense sometimes. Yeah, and if anybody's watching ever has that experience, um, if it's really intense, just I always use the analogy like those deep sea divers will fall backwards off a boat into the ocean. You just kind of energetically fall backwards into the tone and sit down or lay down when you do it and just fall into the tone and allow it to like yourself to be immersed by it and then see what your experience is. Sometimes that is a way for you to do some astral traveling. Uh, sometimes it's just a guide that wants to bring up an inspiration for you or uh the other thing that just came to me to say is ask them to slow down because it might actually be a communication and they're just going really, really, really fast. And you can be like, yo, spirit, slow it down a bit. And then you might get it. <laughs> oh, and then uh, Sue was just saying her last name is Mitchell. She's Oh, got it. Got it. <laughs> that was a question mark that I wasn't sure, like if it was the spelling or something that we weren't, um, weren't knowing. Cool. Awesome, awesome. And for people who are local, there's a girl named um, Dina Tereshadi uh, who has a center down in like the Boardman area that has like a whole crystal room, if I recall correctly. So she is definitely a, a great crystal resource for people too, if you're looking specifically for a crystal healer. <laughs> Ken Hirsch was the best though. That, he was uh, so good. He would bring out like these Shiva lingams that were this big and like bring them in the room and like grid the space and you would come out of there just like wobbling around like you were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so okay we we left off on this yesterday and i had to run away because my mommy came <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh we, were, we started to get into the topic of talking about um uh like the uh, prayer plants and uh like the use of uh like uh, tobacco ceremonially and then right when we started to get into like i was really into the conversation i had to go so I think maybe we could pick back up where we were talking yesterday. Well, I would have to go watch like where we left off. Uh, I remember your mom interrupting. It was ironic because the moment I'm like, tell your mom to take her time. And at that moment, the buzzer buzzed. And, she was <laughs> and you were like, oh, she's never on time. She's always like 15, 20 minutes late, except for today. She's early. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, but I remember we were just talking about, um, well, we had talked about uh, how the one woman had journeyed to meet with the spirit of, um, Alcohol. alcohol yeah and uh, and the experience she had with that and then um i was just talking with uh, a client of mine who came for shamanic healing he was saying that um he uh he was like a pack a day like cigarette smoker um and uh he went and uh, did an ayahuasca journey hmm. and uh, one of the things that uh grandma aya showed him was uh like the, the spirit of uh, uh, tobacco as the, um, um, as like, I think it was the woman that, uh, that appears in the, the stories and a lot of journeys who like presented the tobacco ceremony to, uh, the, uh, North Americans. Um, but she showed up and was like, her clothes were all tattered and torn. And it was like, she was like beaten and, um, just like really like looked like abused. And she said, well, she showed up to him and I was like, this is what, um, you guys are doing to me like I'm this is I'm like this sacred like plant medicine that has been revered for thousands of years and this is what you've done to me in these past like hundred or so years you know and I, and she said but I remember it was really powerful the way he explained it and I'm not going to capture it as well as he had explained it to me 
But he said, um, she was like, she's like, I'm not mad. She's like, I'm not angry at all, but you just know that this is what you're doing uh, like to this sacred medicine. And um, he said like right there. And then he he's like, oh, well, it's really clear what to do. And he's like, never abused tobacco again after that. Um, and for those of you who are smokers, if you, and you know, I know it's uh, one of the hardest addictions to break on, on a, a aromatherapy side note, black pepper oil by inhalation is really good at uh, mitigating nicotine withdrawal symptoms. So if you needed that, that plus clary sage is really good as an aside. But um, if you're out smoking, it is a prayer plant that whatever you're focused on, it's like its job is to bring you what your attention is focused on. So like if you're out smoking and thinking about everything that you're stressed about, what is the universe um, bringing back to you? based on how you're using that plan. So if you're gonna be smoking anyhow, focus on all the positive. And as you are communing with that plant, like look at it as a communion with the tobacco instead of feeding the addiction. And you maybe can start shifting that physical experience into a spiritual one and helping it to, using it to help actualize uh, change in your life and all that. Or even ask the tobacco spare, like, hey, help me not need you. <laughs> <laughs> like, help me only uh, need you when um, when it's appropriate. And just uh, real touching on this real quick, I don't know if Deanna's store, uh, you know, now that you say that, I haven't connected with her in a bit. I don't know for sure, if, I guess, if the store is still open or the center, but I assume so. I still get her emails, so I know she's doing something. Uh, whether that the store is open, uh, I know she's still down in the area and is very active, especially with this. Um, hey, real quick, I'm going to put you up by yourself. I just realized I have to go grab something. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Yep. No pressure there. I'll put them on mute though, so we don't hear the uh, the headphones. Yeah, but I I, I know she was um, she had the center, and I don't remember now if she was still there or not. But if you know, uh, definitely let me know, and we can uh, speak to it more. Let's see. What am I going to talk about? Well, also for yesterday, one thing that we were talking about was the San Pedro ceremony, and I was just sharing that with the tobacco, how it's used in that. There's four different rounds. Um, during that grandfather ceremony, each one with a specific purpose. And at the beginning of each round, you would have a cup of water and you would pass around like a, a pipe with tobacco. And when you would breathe in the tobacco, you don't, it's not the intention to inhale it, but you're putting all your aspirations and everything that you're looking to actualize in your life uh, as you're breathing the smoke. And then you blow it into the water and then you would drink the water. So in a way you are taking your act the things that you're looking to actualize and they're one going into the smoke to bring it up to the upper world but then they're also in the water that you're internalizing so it's like a two-fold process of how to use tobacco for actualization and that's the thing is it it, it is this um really powerful tool for manifestation and we're always our thoughts are always going out there the universe great spirit always hears um our thoughts and emotions and and that stuff is always coming back to us but when we use such a powerful uh, plant like tobacco in order to really it's used to like really powerfully carry those prayers up to great spirit to the upper world or whatever you want to think of it as to be brought back so it's like you know the things you're manifesting you're always manifesting but when you're intentionally using tobacco to manifest it's like okay i this is really important like get this to me asap <laughs> you know um so yeah so these and i was talking to another friend who said um she was kind of in a bad place in her life before. And then there was like a year and she, for only for like one year in her life, she picked up smoking. And she said that like, that was the worst year of her life. Like so many horrible things happened. 
And uh, so I brought her attention to it and I was explaining how tobacco is this like powerful tool for prayer and manifestation. And she was like, oh, Mike, she's like, I think that really makes sense. And it resonated with her that every time she was smoking, she was thinking about all this horrible stuff and more and more horrible stuff kept happening really quickly, like more quickly than any of the other years that she wasn't yeah. using that. <laughs> One of the spiritual uh, workings, I suppose, I don't want to call it a rule, but energy flows where your attention goes, whatever you're focused on is what the universe brings you and which is one reason why what you resist persists and if you're focused on shielding and keeping all this stuff at bay or whatnot you're focusing on it and the universe says oh do you want more of that okay because it only knows energy <laughs> and so so that's one of the, the the caveats of protection it's good for in the moment if you get blindsided but to constantly be shielding instead of just being in the flow of things it's a whole different thing and you can be in the flow where we get tripped up is when you start judging the stuff that is coming in and then if it, you're not judging it it can just flow right through you like the hollow bone mm -hmm. yeah. and i will ask them i'm uh i saw sue's comments i won't put those up but uh, i will definitely it seems like i'm way out of my um my knowledge of what's going on in that community right now so mm -hmm. i will have to re-educate myself <laughs> but um yeah no i know for me um because i i used to i was a like pack a day smoker there back in the day and um uh, i had just stopped uh, as a, you know i needed to do so for uh, health reasons or whatever but um uh since then i have discovered like the ceremonial uh, use of tobacco and also tobacco is used for like um, not just for prayer but also for healing and um, there have been a few times where I've used tobacco for, without inhaling, just for like prayer, and then also um, inhaled it to work to journey with the spirit of tobacco for healing. And uh, one of the things I noticed was, wow, that is, I mean, aside from the spiritual aspect, which is incredibly powerful, just the physical experience of like an, uh, like the how to put it like the buzz that it gives you is so intense and i and i sit there and you know that journey that i had when i did that was so incredibly powerful i'm like looking at these people like my brother and friends who are just sitting there with like their e-cigs or cigarettes and just like breathing it in like it's air and i'm like are it was i back in the day was i just that numb to how powerful this plant medicine is and um so like you know whether they're feeling it or not it's this incredibly potent energy that you're interacting with and just to do so mindlessly is um so for me that experience um made it even more clear to me that this is not a medicine to be like abused or to use mindlessly it was really um Oh, go ahead. No, that I, I was there. Had nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I did have a thought, but it wasn't for now. <laughs> I, I must have just heard the thought. Then. Maybe. <laughs> well, well, the thought I'll say it now is is like to give yourself a little bit of a break because, or if you're in a similar situation where you've been using it not so mindfully, we're not in a culture in North America where we're taught about any of these things. That right. it's a prayer plant, and uh, we learn about it because if we're not smoking in high school, then we're not cool, and we're judged by our friends, and we're doing it for social acceptance and not even we're strictly having a chemical experience with the plant instead of a spiritual spirit experience with the plant and if you were to invite that spiritual part of it you know, that you know people would never abuse it or um, abuse it far less uh than than uh they're doing now yeah yeah but it's and you know all so many medicines are um how to put it 
like the the real uh, potency and magic of I think any real plant medicine is in calling in uh, the spirit and interacting with its energy. Um, and yes, the physiological aspect, the various constituents that make up these plants, um, uh, have very real, profound effects on the mind and body. But um, I think working with the energy and spirit is like the majority of of where the healing and magic takes place. Uh, and and like Hank said, we're not taught about that. You know, we're we're taught. Uh, a relationship with medicine is, you know, oh, I've got a headache, you know, pop a pill, run out the door. <laughs> That's about the extent of our relationship with, with um, medicine as far as we're taught traditionally. So we, yeah, we do have to kind of seek it out on our own. So I'm hoping that will start to change. I think that more and more people are, the people like me are doing things to teach people about how to interact with the spirit of plant medicine and how to actually yeah. work with and you know, uh, ooh, yes, this is something to bring up. I just got a huge wave of energy as I thought about it. Uh, but if you're on any pharmaceuticals, which is probably a lot of people because um, they're 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 very quick to prescribe things, look up where that plant med or where that pharmaceutical comes from. Like aspirin, for example, is from birch trees. It's from wintergreen trees. It's from uh, the mandrake root. Uh, just to give a couple examples, uh, one of the most anti-inflammatory substances on a planet used to make cough medicine and some other things is from uh, you. The one, Copalia, you'll pronounce it better. Copalia. Okay, that. Uh, that that essential oil, um, they, they basically research the oils and then they synthetically make one chemical component. So if you're on a pharmaceutical, look up where are the origins of this chemical that you're using and connect with that plant. Because why couldn't you take, the, if, you're, if you have to be on them, what's to say that you couldn't still connect with that plant and start to have a spiritual experience? Maybe those drugs might be way more effective, allegedly. You know, I'm not a medical doctor. But why not see if you can, might be able to shift from having a physiological experience only with those medications to having a spiritual experience and seeing what your results might be? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And you can, you know, I think um, uh, anything we're working with, like we said, in shamanism, everything is conscious. Everything is conscious. Everything has its own uh, almost like sentient energy. Um, so it doesn't, I mean, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, like a straight up leaf picked off of a plant that you're making into tea or something. But um, yeah, no, if you are taking pharmaceuticals, why not? Uh, like like Hank said, call in the spirit of that plant and work with its energy yeah. as well. Got to take some Tylenol, start ringing a little bell, say, hey, spirit right. of Tylenol, and all the plants <laughs> that made you, <laughs> you know, you, you could really um, get involved with it and see what the results are. And I, I see my phone. I've had quite a few people commenting on the watch party. If you're watching this on somewhere where this has been shared, we're not seeing your comments. So if you do want to make a comment, please head over to the Stir Crazy Shaman Facebook page or our YouTube channel, which now has the custom URL, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for helping us get to that 100 subscribers. Uh, and, and we can see your comments there. We'd love to interact. And I, um, we're not trying to ignore you, uh, but we just don't see the comments. And I can't keep looking at my phone as things are coming in. So just want to give that quick reminder if you'd like to interact with us. Head on over to the YouTubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh-oh. Quipsy. In fact, we were, uh, I was just over there now. Cool. Uh, by accident, I clicked the wrong thing. Backslash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just making sure I have the right stir. Yep, here we go. I can actually put the link up for our YouTube thing. 
How cool is that? We've been working on this for so long, folks. We really appreciate it. And the really fun thing uh, is that we can now go live from our mobile devices. So our plan is to go on these nature hikes, uh, throw up the iPad in a little stand, go live, do a little ceremony out in nature, walk people through kintus or doing some rattling. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So uh, now we just got to set the, set the time aside to actually go out and and do it. Right. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Coming up one of these days really soon. <laughs> that would be super fun. Well, maybe Tuesday because apparently uh, my wife's company wanted Monday as a holiday, Memorial Day, and then Tuesday oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for their employee appreciation thing. They just gave everybody an extra day off. Oh, nice. So she's uh, working from home, but not having to work from home for Tuesday. So maybe we can uh, we can take the boys and go get some shenomena on with everyone. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, but there there is the new YouTube channel, so much easier to remember than that um, big old crazy random letters and things. So YouTube.com backslash c backslash stir crazy shamans. Love it. Uh, we'll take it to YouTube, <laughs> and we're we're going to be really good going forward about reading comments and things because we are now starting to broadcast this. If you weren't here at the beginning, we're broadcasting this. Um, it's going to be uploaded like a day or two later to a, uh, an, I, an audio platform where you can access it on iTunes and Spotify or uh, all those different places. There's going to be a way to do that. And it's going to all be at stircrazyshamans.com. Though the website's not up yet, I'm still in the process of converting everything over from video files to audio files. But it'll take me about a week, I think, to catch up. And then all that will be available on that website where you can download it and um, just have us as an additional resource if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, like we said, uh, you know, take stir crazy shamans wherever you go, <laughs> run around and have fun. Walk through the forest with stir. Well, I encourage people if you're walking through the forest to be present with nature. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, but you could bring up that one episode. What was that kintu thing again? And then listen to us walk you through you <laughs> uh, the process of connecting and introducing yourself to the nature spirits of the land. Which oh, is that's a cool. So when we go through these exercises, yeah, download that episode, right? And then. Uh, you have it, so you don't have to even have to have internet connection if you're out in the woods and you don't have internet. You can just pull up the MP3 and listen to that part. So how does it get any better than that? <laughs> yeah, but we'll probably actually have to go edit those out. We could have like a whole nature uh, ceremony section where you could it would just be the ceremonies in a playlist, and you can go out and see which which one you want to do. <laughs> how does it get any better than that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> So is there anything we, else with plant medicine? Well, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, how are we feeling? Is, is the energy feeling? Unless someone makes a comment, that, that's what I was. I was just seeing, is there anything else to be said about any of these things? It, it does feel kind of like a good conclusion point, unless we have a question from somebody. Yeah, if anyone has a question, please ask now. We would love to answer. Um, we love talking to each other, but uh, we want to hear what you guys want to hear about as well. Yeah. Uh, and then we will be having... Um, I just have to connect with her. We'll have Melissa from Goddess Elite on uh, sometime in the next week, hopefully. And we'll be talking about just different tools that you can use uh, for all the different things that we talked about, whether it's uh, offerings to spirits, herbs for magic workings, candles, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so we will be connecting with her. And then Shauna from Goldmind uh, will be on, I believe, next Thursday, as long as Casey's schedule works out. So we'll be having that as well. So a couple of guests lined up. And I'm working on a few others, too, just having trouble getting a the dates and times to work up and stuff like that. Then when we have them on, we will plan to have a topic uh, depending on what they want to talk about. So Right. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't look like, well, I know there's a 60 second delay, but it doesn't look like there's any questions. So I think that's a good spot. Any closing thoughts? Mm, yeah, we were in all kinds of places today. 
Um, <laughs> I oh, ooh, one inspiration too. If you're watching on Facebook or the YouTube channel, if you have a suggested title for today, make a comment and let us know what it is, and we'll see if we'll use one of your suggestions or if we'll uh, just rely on, on me to make it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just gonna say I'm looking to the right here out the window, and the sun just started shining and. Um, you know, I, it's so important to get out and uh, connect with the natural world. So uh, wherever you are, if you have the chance, I know a lot of us, including myself, sometimes make excuses as to why we don't have time to go out and be with our Pachamama, our Mother Earth. Um, but, you know, really take some time. The weather's starting to get beautiful. Uh, uh, I mean, well, it's always beautiful to me, but this is what other people call beautiful, too, when it starts to get sunny and a little warmer. But um, yeah, go out and connect, you know, spend some time and watch because Mother Earth uh, is one of our greatest uh, healers and teachers. Um, and just be open to like, you know, what message, what healing does she have to offer you when you're spending time with her? Yeah. And for your next rain day, something that came up for me to share with you, I just recommended the movie to Casey, but on Netflix, there's actually a movie called Pachamama. And it's, an, it's a cartoon and it's about the Spanish coming into uh, Peru and uh, messing with the Inca and all kinds of stuff like that. Not 100% historically accurate, but a really good movie with some really good messages. So next time there's a rainstorm and you can't go out into nature, that's on your to-do list to watch that movie on Netflix and just have a little uh, experience with nature from the comfort of your own home. Oh, and the imagery, the the animation and everything is so beautiful in that movie, too. I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, this has been great. We thank you, uh, Nike and Nike and Nike, for joining us. And please don't forget to subscribe. Oh, and I forgot Casey's channel. Let's make sure we plug Casey's oh, channel. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Casey also has his own channel. Uh, it's called Shaman's Way. And I'm just getting the link, and I'll post it real quick here. Uh, but you want to go ahead and subscribe to that too. What Casey will do, I mean, maybe you can speak to it more. He'll go on and he'll do these Aini Spirit Guide Mediumship uh, readings. And the only way you know when he got, does it is if you're subscribed to his channel because that's the only way you get the notice. <laughs> so uh, you never know where he's going to stream to, what Facebook groups or pages. But we want to speak a little bit about how you uh, do those. Yeah. So uh, normally uh, in like a, a full session, if someone actually comes and pays for a session, um, I would describe all of the various uh, uh, spirit guides that I see around them. Um, and I, I don't communicate with people's uh, like past loved ones uh, typically, but um, they're more like uh, angels, animal guides, plant guides, elemental beings, star beings. Uh, they're beings of sort of a, a, that exist on a higher vibrational plane that are here to help us to heal and grow. And they always have beautiful messages for us. Um, and I'll describe all the various beings that I see around the person or whoever wants to show up for that particular session. And then they get to ask as many questions as we have time for in about a half an hour time span. But what I do when I go live and do these live streams is sort of a condensed mini version of that. I just describe the first being that decides to show up for that person. And then they get to ask one question of that being. And um, I was calling them free, but that didn't feel light. Um, the energy there was kind of heavy. It was generating some hucha on both ends. Um, so uh, now they're called Aini Spirit Guide Readings. And I ask that like, whatever way you kind of feel called, um, reciprocate. Whether if you like really enjoyed the session and you want to learn more from your guides, or you want to ask more and, and receive more healing, uh, you can book a full session. Or I have like a little link for people to leave a tip. Uh, or even if people just subscribe to the YouTube channel and share the video or you know whatever, or tell your friends, whatever way you feel called to reciprocate. But um, I, go, I do that um, kind of whenever spirit uh, 
uh, I get hit with the inspiration to um, go live. I don't really plan them out. So if you subscribe to the YouTube channel and turn on the notifications, you'll get notified when I go live to do that. Absolutely. And I've been on with you one time doing like kind of tag team ratings. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, hopefully fun. when he goes live, I can uh, do that. And for anybody who's local, I am working at a goddess elite now again, every Thursday, now that the store is open for readings and healings, mainly healings, but we can call them intuitive facilitations. Uh, and my schedule is open in the mornings, most days of the week, because I still have the kids with homeschooling. So like I have my morning calendar open and then the afternoons are typically blocked off because I got to make them learn. <laughs> but great well thank you everyone for joining us and hopefully um also subscribe to shaman's way so we can get casey that custom url because look at that that's like this big long crazy thing uh, we definitely want to make it easier for people to find by being able to have shaman's way at the end of that <laughs> um well yes everyone I do, I, again we've said it already but i want to say again thank you for your energy and your attention thank you thank you thank you mm -hmm. and nike and nike and nike Thank mm -hmm. you.